Hey everybody, what's up? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday, the best day of the week, the start of many new trends, many new goals, many new aspirations. It's the day, just like today, I'm dedicated to getting that fucking, fucking Tiny Tina's Wonderland's plat. Oh, baby. I am currently... Uh, one side quest away from getting that trophy, and then I have two more trophies, and that is getting level 10 and level 20 in Chaos, uh, which if you've seen the Final Fantasy Origins trailer, we have to kill Chaos, and I'm going to kill that trophy with no issue, so don't worry about that, but that platinum is pretty much, it's pretty much sealed, wheeled, dealed, and sealed, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, but it will take some time. Uh, those fucking missions are very annoying. They're repetitive as shit. They're just encounters. It's the chaos stuff, and you have to do a specific version of the chaos one. So, did you know? Did the weekend come, and I I do one of the uh, chaos levels that don't upgrade your chaos level? Does that make any sense? Did I do one of those? Yes, of course I did, because I'm a freaking idiot. Oh man, it, it was such a waste of time. It wasted like. Uh, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes, uh, but it still sucked. It still sucked ass. And, uh, but either way I'm, I'm getting there. I'm just, I, I'll be, I'll be very honest. I'll be very honest in here. Ladies and gentlemen, the side quests in the main missions of tiny Tina's wonderlands made by gearbox. <sighs> um, that game, they are so slow. They are so freaking slow. Let me tell you about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, they're they're super slow. Like there are literally missions where they're just like, "Hey, wait here. Hey, wait up. Hey, let them figure it out. Hey, pause for a second. Just chill." I'm like, why are these missions? They're like, I get it. They're trying to do that cheeky shit. You know what I'm saying? They're all about that cheeky shit at Gearbox. They're just like, I mean, at Gearbox. Oh. Um, Sorry, scary uh, Gearbox kid. They're trying to do that cheeky stuff. And I'm just like, man, I get it. You know, I get I get that's the Borderlands shtick. It's like, hey, we're in a world. Oh, look, here's my friend. He's a dumb guy. Oh, wow. Let's look at him for a second. You know, that's like, it's all about, it's supposed to be a joke. Uh, but let me tell you something. There's no freaking joke when it comes to Platinums. And I'll tell you what, it is taste, tasting. Ooh, it is tasting my patience. And I'm glad I'm on the last side mission. I literally was like, all right, I could start the podcast now. I am on the last mission or I could try to finish it real quick. And I was like, let me try to finish it. And I went like two steps in uh, and I was like, hold on, let me look at how many steps are in this single side quest mission. You know, the step is basically like, it'll say like kill claptrap. And then the next one would be like, uh, save claptrap or, you know, it, it tells it's your objectives. Um, and there was like 25 to maybe 30 steps in this fucking mission. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go start the pod and uh, vent to my my friends on here about how Tiny Tina's Wonderlands by Gearbox <laughs> um, is really driving me up the wall. And I'm not going to have another Dying Light 2 situation where I drop the review score over and over again. 
once I start, once I place the review score, it's solidified from here on out. At Dying Light 2, matter of fact, Dying Light 2 is currently at a negative three. So if you want to know X Button Podcast review on Dying Light 2, and that's because it just really grinded my gears day by day. And I'll even say today, negative four. Fuck it. We're there. Okay. But Tiny Tina's, oh boy. <laughs> if if I got this game in my hands before I changed that little review changing uh, clause in the X button rule set, that would be probably at a negative five right now. It's getting on my damn nerves. But I will say we're in the home stretch, so that, that's all that matters. The platinum will be done. And that's all that we need. That's all we need on this beautiful Monday. Uh, and what you're like, Jordan, what's going to happen after that? Well, I'm debating. Really? I'm debating whether I should get a new PlayStation controller since mine has a little bit of drift. And then I'm looking also at Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Sorry. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of Kirby. I'm, like, I'm looking at Kirby. And then I keep hearing like great reviews about it and I keep seeing things on it and I'm like, I really kind of want to try it. Plus I, I would love to like get it and share my impressions with you guys and uh, maybe put you guys on if you guys aren't into it. Um, but on, on the same hand, I'm like, my tools, my tools are falling apart. My headset's about to break for some freaking reason. I don't know what happened there. And then my uh, controller has stick drift. So I'm like, okay, that's a lost cause too. It's like, what do I, what do I do? Do I, you know, I, I uh, replenish the content or do I replenish the tools so I can do the content? I think the tools might be a little bit more important, so I'm debating. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also, I have things to play right now in the form of Lego Star Wars. Um, that's probably going to be my next focus. And I'll tell you what, I played more of that over the weekend too, and that has been a blast. It is so funny. I say that every time on this podcast, and I get it. You're tired of hearing it. But at the same time, who cares? Lego Star Wars is, is pretty freaking funny. And I know you're thinking, wow, it's Lego Star Wars. You're 30. What are you doing? You're not cultured. I'm, so, I'm like, oh, you must not listen to the podcast because I'm very cultured. So here's the thing. Lego Star Wars. Not the same engine they used before. It's not that cookie cutter bullshit that they had before. It is that it's a fine-tuned beast now where you are getting... Some hilarious moments, some re-envisioned moments. It's, they really, I'm sure they probably took some of the models because it's probably easy. But even still, if you look at like some comparisons of the old Lego Star Wars and the current Star Wars uh, Lego, it is drastic. It looks like a fan-made game to a professional real-life Lego toys moving around. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, I, I actually got past the battle with Darth Maul, and that was actually hilarious and super fun. Um, there's a moment where like you're jumping on these platforms and this music's, you know, that the music, what is it? The dual, uh, dual of the fates. Is that what plays there? I forgot what it's called. Uh, you, you guys probably know. I'm sorry. Um, but the song that plays whenever you're fighting Darth Maul, it's basically like a theme or whatever plays. Um, and basically, uh, as you're like chasing him down throughout this level, uh, the music's like, whatever the fuck. And uh, as you're going through, you're landing on these platforms and like on the side, a platform pops up that you can't interact with, but it's just a bunch of droids with instruments and, and, and like they're all playing the music you're kind of listening to. So they like, they add that dumbass joke to it. And then uh, Darth Maul lights up his second saber and 
Obi-Wan starts looking at the bottom of his sabers like, can mine do that? Like, it's it's just small little touches that make it fun, you know what I'm saying? And it is what it is, baby. You know the vibes. Let's talk about what I've been watching a little bit. There are some things I've been watching. I actually watched a movie this weekend, huh? Sorry, it's not Sonic. I do want to watch that, and I probably will watch it this week. Um, because it's getting crazy reviews. It's like like a ninety seven on Rotten Tomatoes. What the hell? Um, basically, basically, let me tell you about what I've been watching. I watched uh the Tony Hawk doc. I think I already talked about it on Friday, I believe. Very good. It's on HBO Max. Go check that out. Uh, Rothaniel, Rothaniel, um. Gerard Carmichael special on HBO Max. I watched that. Uh, but over the weekend, I also watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I actually thought was really good. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's available digitally. I got it for like 10 bucks on there because uh, I plan on owning it anyway. I heard good things. I typically try to buy movies that I'm like, I know are good. You know, I'd like to have a collection digitally or whatever on Apple just to kind of be like, all right, if I want to turn on something, I have them there. Uh, and I don't have to pay a subscription for it. Um, so the the movie's great. It's not going to be a, a review on this podcast. I'm just talking about it for a second. Uh, I love what they did. I'm not going to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but there are some things I want to talk about. The new cast is great. Uh, they honor, I'll put it that way, they honor the old Ghostbusters very well. Um and uh, that's all I'll say. It's a great, it's a great movie. I, I thought it was pretty great. Um, not the best movie, obviously. Not it's not amazing, but it is definitely like, oh, it's nice that they were able to like pull off a successful, you know, successor to an old franchise. So they did it, and it worked. I, I think there's very little complaints I had from it, but there, I mean, there was like a little comp, uh, you know, there there was a little bit of like that. Uh, why is this character doing this? Well, you know, what is the point of that? But I think it goes back to that, like old writing, kind of like how the older movies were, there was like some cheesy moments and like things just happened because they happened. Uh, and I think that's kind of what makes this movie kind of like stand with the old ones. It kind of makes it to where it's like the, the same vibe kind of, so I'm not mad at it to be honest, but, uh, all in all great movie, go watch it. And that is all I watched, I believe. I finished a manga as well, Sakamoto Days. Your boy's been freaking busy. Uh, off side note, I also watched the most boring UFC event probably I've ever seen in the last decade. Um, but Sakamoto Days is fantastic. It's about an assassin. You you get to read about an assassin who uh, has left the biz, and he settles down with his new wife. Oh, but you thought he was safe? Of course not. The business won't leave him alone. There's a current bounty on his head. Uh, And there's a bounty on his head, and basically all these assassins are coming out for him, and he's like fat and schlubby, and you go, okay, uh, what is this going to be about? Of course he still has all his abilities. Of course he has his knowledge. Of course he has skill and tactile precision. Um, So it's all about him, like surviving he made a he made a deal with his wife to not uh to not kill so he has to like find ways to take out all these henchmen without killing them uh it is brutal he, he does like it, i don't want to spoil that either but it, it was great absolutely loved it can't wait for the book two for the book two for book two uh dorhidoro i'm also starting to read that uh the manga is currently way more entertaining in terms of like visuals uh than the netflix anime but just my opinion. 
And other than that, uh, that's about it. So let's dive into a little bit of the news we wanted to cover today because, you know, video game news is all over the place. So let's see here. Uh, Kingdom Hearts fans, rejoice. There's a new Kingdom Hearts game. Kingdom Hearts 4 and Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. Uh, they were announced over the weekend during a Kingdom Hearts um, event. It was like an anniversary event for their 20th anniversary. And honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm not the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, I know Jake Friend hosts the show is for sure. Also, uh, uh, Tiny Tina's Platt alumni. So shout out to Jake. And... Basically, all right, Kingdom Hearts, my experience with it, I tried to get into the old ones. I couldn't. I, I just never picked it up when it was back on the PS2 and fresh and, like, I was growing up with it. I never dove into it. I was too busy uh, playing, you know, GTA and cool shit, you know, stuff like that. And Metal Gear Solid and Call of Duty and shooting people, you know, just fucking way more cool. I'm way too cool for Kingdom Hearts. No, I... I just never got into it. I just it was like completely off my radar and I wasn't like the biggest Disney kid and I was just, you know, whatever. Obviously I watched a bunch of Disney stuff. It's just I I wasn't into like consuming all the Disney media. But that being said, I tried it. I still have it actually. I recently bought it uh like a couple of months ago, I think. Um I think I have 3 sealed and the collector's edition of 3 and I have uh the 1 and 2 remaster for PS4. Uh, I have it on my shelf, untouched. I'm just kind of like, I might dive back into it. I say that every time. Kingdom Hearts 3 came around, and I was like, all right, I'm going to dive into the old ones. I just could not get into it. It's a little slow, a little dated. I'm sure a lot of the, you know, it, it's more fun. It would be more fun if I was, like, more into the source material of Disney, classic Disney shit. Um, I obviously appreciate and love a lot of that stuff, but I'm not, like, you know. And maybe that's why I picked up 3. I was like, okay, well... Uh, hopefully this Toy Story level is going to be interesting and dynamic. And I got to the Toy Story level and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I, I, I didn't really think, I don't know what it is about that game. It just feels like it's kind of hollow. It feels like when you're moving around, it's like empty. Uh, it feels like when you're fighting things, it's basic and I know Kingdom Hearts fans are going to kill me for that. I just, I can never grasp like how simple Kingdom Hearts is in terms of gameplay. Obviously the story is off the deep end. I don't even know where to start there. Um, and that's more so why I want to start from the beginning and keep on going. But I don't know, man, there's something slogging me down on those games. I really need to, I might give it another college try whenever the fourth one is getting close to release. But uh, yeah, I made it a little bit into uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, never touched 2. I made it uh, maybe 10 hours into 3. Uh, I got I got to the to uh, Toy Story thing. I don't know how far into that game it is, but that's how far I made it in there. And then I, after that, I was like, all right, there's not really many other worlds I'm really interested in. Um, and, w you know, whatever was left. What was it, like Big Hero 6 or some shit? I don't know. Um, but I also like the Final Fantasy thing now. Like, now that I'm... Now that I I grew up a bit and I like consumed some Final Fantasy, I my interest for it has grown. I just can't get into it. But the fourth one, it starts off and he's like, the trailer starts off and he's on a couch. Uh, Sora is, um, I forgot, and this is a Kingdom Hearts noob, so I'm not sure, but 
what is it? Roxy is might be a name. I don't Roxas. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, some chick opens the door and uh, it shows him go outside. It shows a little bit of gameplay. There's like a giant sh- shadow thing. I forgot what those are called. And <laughs> I'm such a noob to this kind of stuff. And then at, near the end of it, it shows uh, what is it? Donald and Goofy or Mickey and, Do- and Goofy? I think it might be Donald and Goofy. Uh, walking in the dark and there's like somebody talking and a blue flame happens. I don't fucking know. I don't know what any of it means because uh, I'm so lost. But I want to say it could be cool. May I, I would assume they're probably going to use something like the Unreal Engine 5. Uh, the, the announcement itself was pretty out of nowhere. I think, you know, people were probably hoping for it at all times. But to see it in, to see it manifest like in a actual trailer was bizarre it was a bizarre way to wake up and just see oh wow well, okay well, there's a there's another kingdom hearts coming i uh, kind of wish they would do that with other things like where the fuck is skate four where is that game i gave it some time i get it it's gonna take a while to make it where's it at we need more news <clears throat> but congrats to kingdom hearts fans i mean that's a big win. You guys get a new game coming soon, and uh, I'm sure I'll be covering the details as they announce it. I just haven't really, they haven't really said anything past that. Uh, but pretty cool, nonetheless, man. I, I hope this is the one I can dive into and like actually spend more than ten hours into it. Um, the old ones, like I said, and then you got, then it, it's hard for me to like try to dive into these things when I know I'm not going to understand the story. Because diehard fans, people who have played every single game, consumed every single piece of Kingdom Hearts content, I go, explain to me the story. And they're just like, ah, where do I start and where do I even end? And I'm like, all right, well, never mind. I guess I won't play it. But nonetheless, that is that. And uh, lastly, there was, back to the movie thing, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, won the box office. This is from Adam Bankers on IGN. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 won the box office and had the best opening weekend of any video game movie. Crazy. Uh, it had ticket sales of $71 million, but also had the best opening week of any video game ever, um, video game movie ever. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has surpassed the record of $58 million set by a 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog, so it beat itself. Hey, yo. And, it, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to try to watch it this week. Uh but it looks like it is getting reviewed pretty well. I want to say the I don't I'm not going to look at Metacritic, but I will open the Rotten Tomatoes of Sonic 2. And let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on Rotten Tomatoes. It is currently sitting at a 66 critic score and a 97% audience score. That is insane. Uh uh, <laughs> all right, so one of the top critics gave it a negative and said, anyone over the age of 12 had best beware. Um, a top critic that gave it a positive one says, dismiss it as another cash-in. Uh, you wouldn't be wrong, but it's pure and unapologetic fun, a thrill ride for kids that manages to fly by for adults too. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I think the first one got reviewed negatively too, and I love that one, so... Um, I will be back with a review for sure on that movie at some point. I will see if I can get it done this week at some point. Uh, but I'll have to come back to you guys with that review. Uh, so that has been our beautiful Monday. I hope everybody is sticking to their goals and 
creating new ones and playing new games and and playing and uh, doing new goals, making new goals and doing new goals. Um, so if you don't have a goal, set one, even if it's something small, clean the house, whatever. Um, see see or talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Uh, finish a game. It could be anything. It could be a slew of uh, really important stuff or not that important stuff. Um, I just think it's important to kind of like help you get the things done you want to do. If you've been like a little lazy or, uh, you know, whatever, putting it off, I think it helps. I think it's positive. So keep it up if you are doing so. And I will see you guys tomorrow with another beautiful episode of the X button podcast. Yeah, baby for Tuesday. So until then I'll see you guys.